Welcome to the final third. Um, got my great friend, one of the best, well, one of my players, ex-players, mm -hmm. great friend, probably one of the coolest people I've ever met, Sonia Rada, here with me this morning. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. Yep. And um, before we get started, again, because it's kind of a, a, you know, early in the show, um, I just want to go over what exactly the show is, the final third. Um, so the final third, Sonia, in case you didn't know, mm -hmm. um, it's just, uh, you know, it's a forum. It's a it's a platform where we can come and talk all things soccer, you know, um, the development, uh, coaching, uh, everything, entrepreneurship, careers in soccer, more than the careers that just meet the eye, like coaching or, or physical training, but other things like marketing, consulting, everything like that. Um, ideas that we have to better the soccer community, ideas that we have to better each other. And um, I like to keep it, not that I like to keep it, but so far it's been mainly focused around the Maryland, Montgomery County areas, you know. But, um, you know, we also love to go international, of course, um, and also, you know, national. So whatever... Um, fits the mold soccer as broad as that can be we would love to cover on the <laughs> show right so with that being said i think uh having you on here will be extremely great because we get to cover soccer of course we also get to cover international because you are like a international player um you were born in were you born in Colombia? No, i was born here. you were born here but to me you are straight up 110 percent colombian right uh, some people might think different but really no nah, to me you're 100 percent colombian like you know it's it's crazy people that are born here most people that are born here um they don't have the same values and ethics and like just overall feel that you would uh for somebody that's born from a different country per se Colombia, right mm -hmm. but i think you embody that like 100 percent. like i don't think you've ever like faltered in trying to fit in here like for example like me i wasn't even born here but i grew up here and there's certain tendencies that i have that's like not anywhere close to Cameroonian, mm. you know what I mean? But you, I think it's like straight up like you're Colombian. I don't know. I think that like people like me, like my generation, you know, like our parents came. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of like there's this thing. It's like we're not not from here nor from there. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you're here and like you're not like full. You don't really feel like you're fully from here. 100%. But then you go to Colombia or like whatever country you're from. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm not, not really, really from there. Yo, I am the <laughs> but, same way. Uh, but I, like, as I've grown up, I've really like learned to like embrace that. And like, mm -hmm. I think, you know, I love going to Colombia and everything. Um, but one of my favorite things is when I come home and like you get to like Miami and you start seeing like hearing the English. Not that I'm like, I don't like the Spanish, but like you just start seeing like more cultures and like mm -hmm. different people. And, and you're like, OK, like that's kind of like what I am, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's hard sometimes. No, I feel <laughs> it's funny because we're all like me, you, even our producers, like uh, Ameka. Um, we're we're like we're that you know generation where it's like we're in between. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And For like sure. I, I I feel exactly how you feel where you don't really feel like you belong in any mm -hmm. mold. Like I'm like I'm kind of American, but I'm not, and <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of Cameroonian, but I'm not. Like you know, so it's kind of like we are our own people. Exactly. And there's something cool in there in, that, in itself. Really cool you know what I mean? That. Like mm -hmm. so that's pretty much that's that that to me is awesome. But it's cool that like. So us being like from multicultural, you know, mm -hmm. then we can relate to people like you, like you're from Cameroon, I'm from like South America, Africa, you yeah. know, but like 
somehow like we have a connection connection. because we both feel that so that just kind of like creates its own Mm -hmm. identity in a way so oh but not just that i think colombia in itself like you know the uh last summer Mm -hmm. i was in Mm colombia for a while and i like i've been to multiple countries and i felt so connected to Mm colombia and i've told you this like as far as like me being from cameroon and having that feel colombia was the second closest thing Mm -hmm. that i've had to that and you know the culture the food how people are and you know while i was there everybody kept telling me like colombia colombia is ranked like the like fifth happiest country in the world I now. the first happiest is it the, I mean, <laughs> to I you know. it's the first yeah <laughs> That's but what no. I heard. <laughs> it's like the fifth happiest country in the world and like the like second best country to retire in mm-hmm. um and like correct me if i'm wrong and i know you always hated this back in the day when we talking about colombia and i'm like have you seen narcos oh my like God. and that's because that's my show i, I love yeah. that show um but yeah like not too long ago colombia was not an easy place to live in you know yeah i mean i think like a lot of countries there's difficulties with like i mean it was like the drug things Mm -hmm. and all that stuff um i think it's progressed a lot but a lot of times i think that um like the image that's created in the media and Mm -hmm. stuff like like people will still ask now like you know colombia is dangerous like this and that but it's like it really just depends or even like people talk about it's right now like Mm -hmm. oh like don't go don't go to mexico don't but like you talk to so many people who've gone there and like it's fine you know it's just kind of like this image that's created um in the media with like the negativity and all that Mm -hmm. stuff i mean don't get me wrong it, it was dangerous and like when the first couple times like the first time i went back there it was like okay like just be like really aware of like around you and like don't wear gold and like things like that um it's definitely gotten better but like as long as you're just not like flaunting yourself you'll be fine you know yeah um i think so it's kind of like um growing up like i used to be terrified not terrified but like everybody was like dc it's like you know you don't want to go to dc unless you know you're connected (laughs) or blah 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 and like we would go to go-go's and stuff in dc and it's not that bad you know what i mean it's like before i was like saying like the fifth grade like wow never cross over to dc if you want to stay alive get to like high school and stuff it's like come on like yeah yeah it's just like like you said everywhere has their good places and their Mm -hmm. bad places Mm -hmm. you know you go to cali it's the same thing you go everywhere the same thing so that's that kind of thing so um, it was a little brief history, okay? A little, you know, geo- geographic history there. So let's let's talk about you, okay? The the woman. Me. I was gonna say the man of that. The woman of the hour, right? Uh huh. Um. So tell me a little bit about you, like uh, you know, we already talked about where 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 you where you're from. You know, mm-hmm. talked about you were born here. So like growing up here, you grew up in Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing you played soccer here. Yeah, so basically, so I think a lot of my soccer comes from my culture, right? Because mm-hmm. um, my family, like, we're really close. And I just remember there's, like, um, 10 people in, like, my core, like, well, nine and then me, right? It's, like, I have four cousins and then, like, their parents and then my mom and I, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I just remember growing up and we would just play soccer, like, every single day you know yeah. like we uh, we actually lived like in these apartment buildings um my aunt and her two daughters and her husband and my mom and i lived in one and then my uncle and his wife and his um kids lived in the other one just like literally right across the That's street so cool. and at the bottom of the hill there was like a green like just open field and 
I can just remember, I'm pretty sure it was like every single afternoon Mm -hmm. we would go out there and play just, I don't know, five on five, I guess, because there's 10 of us. Um, And those are like, to me, just like those memories of just like growing that love for a sport. Mm -hmm. And um, also out of my cousins, I'm the youngest one. So, and they all played soccer. So I think like growing up just seeing all of them playing it was just like supernatural to me to just like you know as soon as i was because i remember going to their games Mm -hmm. and like um as soon as like i was old enough like my mom like signed me up to like dc stoddard you know um and yeah and it was so it was just so natural to me and um yeah, it was great. But, like, just growing up seeing, like, one of my cousins who I used to copy and do everything she did, um, she was on a travel team. And I remember, like, the first time she had, like, two uniforms, like, two kits, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I want that, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I think that like, growing up, like, that's definitely what, like, sparked my love for the sport. And mm-hmm. it's just never left me since. Like, yeah. yeah. See, I could tell, like, um, one of the things which it's, let me start off by saying this. It's crazy how, like, the smallest things, especially when you're growing up, the littlest things, the most minute things can have such a huge impact the way you end up in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, you're talking about just seeing your, your cousins with two different jerseys and you're like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And now let's fast forward in hindsight, look at where you're at now. And you're, like, signing for this pro club and playing for that pro pro club and all this this stuff and it's like something as small as just seeing your cousin with two different jerseys mm-hmm. could spark such a path that you're headed on i think it's so cool because she was like itself. a travel team you know yeah it's like no longer dc starter no longer like msi mm-hmm. like rec you know it was like oh that's cool and where's yeah. she at now if you don't mind me asking um she's actually living in columbia she went she went to um college there mm-hmm. and then she came back was working for a bit and then she like moved back and so. she this, was she playing soccer college things like that no like so out of everyone right. like i'm the only one who still plays so you see what yeah. i'm saying it's yeah. like it's crazy how mm-hmm. that how that works like you know yeah. you're the youngest you're not the one that starts off playing soccer yeah. you're not the one that starts off playing travel and you mm-hmm. know travel's kind of invested in this person that person and in the long run you're the one that like mm-hmm. actually makes a career it's always the youngest isn't it it you is know? Like it is the- like pogba Oh, he, is he I mean, all, all his brothers play. Yeah. But like Pogba is it's Pogba. The Nobody one. knows his older brothers. Yeah, but they're true. all they're all good. Mm-hmm. But he made it, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. So you play DC, DC starter. DC starter. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Mm-hmm. I just remember there was like no goalies and um, it was co-ed, mm-hmm. but. I don't think there was like a set thing that said there has to be this many girls or this many boys. Um, <laughs> I remember being really like, like, you know, sometimes you get kids that just go on the field and they just start picking grass or something. But I was like, not that I was like so into it, you know, and I even um, I guess like my compassionate side, there was one other little girl on my team. And she just, she was like one of those kids, you know, I would like grab her hand and I'd be like, pull her, like, let's go follow the ball, you know? Um, So those are like my earliest memories of playing like Mm -hmm. organized soccer. Then after that, I have a cousin who's one year older than me Mm -hmm. and she was playing MSI um, rec, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I, I think I joined team, I joined her team. So I started playing like a year up just cause I wanted to play with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when I went to MSI, like rec, I guess. And then I think it was like when I got to middle school that, um, I had friends that were all on like this cool travel team and I just like wanted to be on there. So nice. that's kind of like how that progression started. Mm-hmm. Oh no, before that, sorry, I went to MSI classic, which was yeah. supposed to be like a step above. Up. 
Um, that was an interesting time because my once again I was playing in Europe because I, I wanted to play with my cousin, but everybody was her age, like when you're older. Mm-hmm. So I specifically remember that they were all in sixth grade and I was in fifth grade, and that was like really awkward and yeah. like weird to me because they were all in middle they school. They get to and see each like, other in school. Well, not that, but like you know, the transition from an elementary school to middle school is huge. Like I was still in like a classroom with one teacher, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all like experiencing boys and switching classes, Multiple and I have a locker and. and like all this stuff and i just be like i just went to pe class <laughs> you know so that was uh definitely like tough like i used to try and like almost like hide the fact that i was like still in elementary, elementary school, school you know it was yeah. so awkward. but um but yeah so that i mean i don't know so then i so that team actually got like um Promoted? No, the opposite. Kicked off. Um, oh, like not fired. Like they kicked me off the team. Like the they coach... kicked you off, or did the team like? No, no, no. Disband? The coach came up because I was really small. Like I mean, mm-hmm. it's so funny. I'm like five nine now, but it kind of goes with the whole thing of like as you grow up, you know, you turn into something. But I was so small, and all the girls like obviously they're in sixth grade. You know, so they're bigger. starting to grow. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I was like tiny. Like my cousin is so funny. She was like two feet taller than me. Now I'm two feet taller than her. You know, it's <laughs> kind of funny. But the coach came up to me when, after one game. Oh, he didn't play me the whole game. And I was like, what the, you know, mm-hmm. like I was so upset. But like at that age, you're just kind of like take it. Like you don't really like fight for yourself. So he actually came up to my mom and was like, you know, I think that, like, she, she needs to go to another team. Like, mm-hmm. she's not good enough, basically. Um, and then, uh, so I did. I was like, all right, that's fine. I went to another team my age and mm-hmm. was, like, dominant there. So I was like, eh, whatever. Like, what? I didn't even think about him, though. Which is weird at that age that, like, I wouldn't, like, dwell on that. It's yeah, really interesting I was about to say, to a lot of girls. Yeah. Of, or I mean, maybe, like, that could have, like, made girls, me quit or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? They, they take a lot, like, especially Personal. what older people think, especially, like, their coach, their parents, mm-hmm. people like that. If they say anything that's, like, not what they want to hear. Yeah. A lot of them take it to heart. Yeah. You know? So that's crazy. I've never know? thought about that, actually. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I don't know. For some I just was like, whatever, man. And I mm-hmm. just, like, picked another team. And I was, like, one of the best players on the team. But I was, like, whatever. I didn't worry about him. I just kept doing my thing, like, kind of, like, my head down, do my work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day they had an indoor game. I went to watch my cousin play, the one who was I was playing with. They had an indoor game, and it just so turns out they didn't have enough players. So mm-hmm. they are like, hey, wow, like, you want to wow, play? Wow, right. <laughs> so I was, like, all right, like, right. I'll play. And the like, tables uh, have turned. I know. So I came on, and I pretty, I'm, I was probably, like, the MVP. Like, not to put it that way, but, like, I think I scored, like, a bunch of goals. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, like, dri- I don't know. I, in my mind, I was, like, mm-hmm. dribbling through people. Probably not. But, like, I just played really well. And then at the end of the game, he came up to me. He's, like, do you want to come back to the team? And I was, like, yeah. <laughs> Well, you can't. I would have been like, so, hell no. Nah. Get out of my face, I got to man. play with my cousin again, yeah. so that was always really fun. Um, no, that's that's cool. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I've had a similar story mm-hmm. where I didn't really get back to go to the team, but mm-hmm. I got to play against the team. Okay. And, like, I think I had, like, a hat trick that game. Yeah. This, this, this was, I was coming off of, uh, this is when I first made it to NCSL. Okay. We were in Division Two. And, um, and I was playing on the team. Granted, it was also kind of like, because my parents didn't really like, they were like, yeah, I play soccer, but we're not paying for it. Oh, like, yeah, you're here yeah. to go to school. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the parents was actually paying for my scholarship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they paid for their kid, paid for me too, which I was super, super lucky um, to have that. And uh, so we were playing and um, 
And, you know, it was more of like the other parents kind of saw like the coach really, really liked me. And, you know, um, the coach didn't have a lot of say in what happens. The parents kind of ran that team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, he would play me all the time and I would score goals and I would do all this stuff. And like he Mm -hmm. loved it. But the other kids didn't really get to the 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 limelight like i did so Mm -hmm. i guess it was uh you know some kind of jealousy in there of course so um later on you know the parents got together and they're like we can't do the scholarship thing so phil you can't play on our team anymore and i'm like what the heck and the coach is like what the heck like he's our you know what i mean he's our best like he keeps us in this division like not not to toot my own horn Mm -hmm. um but so i was like well i guess you know i can't play so then i went back down to msi classic Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's that's actually where i went you know mark Martin, right? Yeah. Martin. Yeah. So that's where I met Martin. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know you guys known each other for that long. Yeah, we've known each other for a brick for a long time. So I went back down to MSI Classic and I was playing with Martin and like I'm telling him like what's going on. It's like, damn, that sucks. So we're just like, you know, let's just ball. Let's mm-hmm. just do what we do. So we so we play well. Our team ended, ends up going undefeated. They promote us to uh, uh, NCSL Division we up, Three. Nice. We ball out. We went to Division Two. So we meet this t- two years later. Mm-hmm. We meet this this team again. They're a pretty good team there. So I'm like, uh huh. You know, I'm like. <laughs> Like, yes, like finally, like yeah. I get to prove to these parents why they should have kept me on this team rather mm-hmm. than being selfish. So we end up balling. We beat them like six, 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 zero. We get promoted nice. to Division One. So it's just kind of like that same feeling, you know. I, I didn't really get, I didn't get asked back on the team, but the mm-hmm. coach kind of gave me a man, like, yeah, like, like I'm proud of you moment. Yeah. I just felt so like euphoric, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yes. So yeah, that's pretty cool, man. And those experiences. You know, from a young age, have a lot to do with where you mm-hmm. end up with in the future. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And I think from a young age, you realize in that, damn, like, I get kicked off a team and then I come back and I can be, I, and I school them, like, you know, then later on in life, you realize adversity happens, bad things happen. That doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That means you just go find another route. You, you know, you, doors locked, you kick down the window and you still get that end result. Yeah. You know if what you I mean? Want it, yeah. If you want it. Mm-hmm. If you want it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's um it's so weird because honestly I've never talked about I mean I've talked about this, but I've never like thought about it like mm-hmm. this. And like even same with you, but like I don't think you really understood what was going on, you know? But like as you grow up you realize that like in more experiences in your life you kind of just take that same mindset yeah. and it just like takes you farther, you know? Yeah. Because that wasn't the only time that like I was like pushed down to, from something, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. You just kind of like put your head down and just right. worry about yourself. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, for you and I. I could <laughs> tell like with our relationship and what this podcast, this episode, of this podcast is probably going to be about. Like the overall topic, I think, is um, uh, how soccer teaches you a lot about life. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, you were there when I first started my coaching career at the college level which we'll talk about later mm-hmm. but um i think as we talk in this segment you you will start 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 to see how like you've taught me a lot about life through soccer and i think probably vice versa mm-hmm. and how just like overall the people that we know and stuff like that <laughs> soccer has taught them a lot about life without you even realizing it. yeah but sure. we'll get to that later um, i want to continue <laughs> about like so so you played in middle school mm-hmm. uh you finally got back to that team the classic mm-hmm. team where'd you go next so then that's when I get went to, like, the cool club team mm-hmm. that, like, a lot of my friends, that like, the ones I went to school with in middle school, um, they all played on that team. And it was just, like, uh, a, tra- what, it was a travel team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, WAGS. Felt WAGS was, like, a big deal back then. Um, 
so that like that you know I saw them and so I went to try out one day and I remember being like nervous but like I made the team I feel like anybody makes the team but <laughs> <laughs> whatever um and then I don't know that's kind of how it started so basically though like for me it's never really been about the club teams for me um I think I got really lucky that like so my mom and like my my um uncle my aunt like everyone we all like my cousins and I got transfers to schools in good neighborhoods mm-hmm. like uh in Bethesda because our parents worked in Bethesda you know uh, okay. so we couldn't like my home schools were supposed to be in like I mean no offense or anything but it's like Wheaton it's not it's no secret yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah, yeah. a difference between the education in one place versus Wheaton another and, you know and BCC or something yeah like that. so so starting with um elementary school I, I got a transfer there because my mom <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny actually um my mom used to like work in the houses in that neighborhood you know mm-hmm. and so i remember so that's how i got to go to elementary school in bethesda it's a somerset right mm-hmm. it's a, an incredible school like equivalent or maybe even better than um a private school honestly yeah. which i was getting a free education because it's public school that's you cool. know so in in all of that and then i like i got the transfer to the middle school because like you just start going up the ladder and my mom and our parents were still working in those areas so um so i think i got really lucky and and, oh so i was gonna say like (laughs) my friends and i like i would walk home you know (laughs) from school you know like there's like the bus kids the ones that get picked up in the car and like the walk home the walkers yeah so i'd like walk home meanwhile like i'm walking with my friends and like they would go into their houses meanwhile i'm going to the house that my mom's like working at you know (laughs) so that was definitely interesting like uh humbling experience you know um sometimes difficult to understand when you're like young you Mm -hmm. know but like as I've like grown up, I just like embraced it and like appreciate everything that mm-hmm. my mom's done for me. Um, yeah, I remember. Sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off. That's yeah, funny you said that because I remember one time um, one of the parents was dropping me off at my house um, from a game, and like I yeah. played when I when I got back to another NCSL team in Division One, it was Damascus, Damascus Fire. And that everybody was rich. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody Definitely. was like filthy rich, right? <laughs> so one of the parents was driving me home, and you like you've been in my neighborhood where like it's single family homes and yeah, all the yeah, yeah. back to the townhouses. So I was like, uh, um, yeah, I don't want them to see I live in a small ass <laughs> right? townhouse. So yeah. I told them to drop me off at some random house, right? And I was like, this is my house, and they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, all right, you can go. And then they, they were like, we'll we'll wait to make we'll sure your parents inside. are there. And I'm like, nah, it's cool, you can go. Like, so I like go fake ring on the doorbell, and I'm like, bye. And like I wait for them bye, and I'm like, you can leave, like get out of here. So I'm just standing on this random porch, like That's hoping so like they leave and nobody comes out and sees me standing there. But sorry, that was just mm-hmm. a side note. No, nah, but me. it's true, like my mom was like cleaning the houses where basically like my friends lived you know Um, that's crazy that's a crazy dynamic yeah but like because of that like look where i got you know Mm. so it started with the education the education i got was incredible you know i i I especially noticed it when i went to middle school and like different elementary schools are coming into the same middle school Mm. and like i I never thought i was smart but like not that i think i'm smart you know but um (laughs) but i could (laughs) i could tell very subtly but like i could tell a difference between things that i knew and like other kids didn't know that yeah. were like started to come natural to me mm-hmm. um because i think my school did a, a great job like teaching us and stuff so anyways okay so i go to middle school and in the same boat as like the education i lucked out with the soccer because yeah. so i went to try out for my middle school team and i made it mm-hmm. um 
And it was, I think, through those moments in my middle school and my high school where I like progressed the most because Mm -hmm. I got access to like playing with girls who were playing at like the expensive, like high club level. So I was playing with them, but not necessarily on a club team where it was like I couldn't afford it, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, so I think I got extremely lucky. Getting the best of both. Again, the development yeah. without the, the the cost. Yes, exactly. That's beautiful. And um, I just, you know, even, I mean, I guess we'll get to it, but like there's a lot of girls like me, like at Montgomery College and stuff like that, that weren't that lucky, you know, like they weren't able to go to schools or get access to like playing with you know, certain players that mm. just naturally when you're around better players well, and they're better, not because they're better, but, but they're getting better coaching. So mm. naturally they become better, you know, whether they even like the sport or not, like they're going to those practices yeah. and they're getting touches on the ball. So you're just naturally going to get better whether you like it or not. And so you combine that access that I had to this quality, like higher quality level of soccer. Mm. And you combine that with like my passion. And then it was just like, you know, it was yeah. just put in two and two together. Um, so I remember, yeah, the middle school, and I was always, like, self-conscious, and I was like, oh, like, I'm not good, like, this and that. And, like, people, like, I would always look at, like, the girls that were, like, better or the one, you know, and, and um, I would always get, like, self-conscious. But, like, by the time, like, and we all played together up until high school or senior year and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, by the time we got to senior year, like, I was like dominant you know what i mean like my growth level like went like this whereas like i'm not saying that they weren't good but like they kind of just went like this mm-hmm. but like the amount that i grew was incredible um, so what's so. what's that accounted to is that like your passion and i also- think it's like my passion and like being able to play with them you know yeah. and and like my coach he was a good coach too um so i was no longer like with the dad coach you know things like that um and i mean i did play on a club team which like the club teams i played for weren't like the best but i do remember i played on this one club team that had like a a really good coach like he was Mm -hmm. a young guy he like you could tell like he knew and so the i think i grew from that from those two things but i think i'll definitely say it was mostly from being able to play with those girls girls. yeah okay um so yeah, so then, so I mean, like I said, my club teams weren't really that relevant mm-hmm. um, because it was expensive. Like you had to pay for not only like the season, but you had to pay for um, like the kits, kits like the warm up stuff, the backpacks, like all that stuff, like travel, travel fees. But like my mom, <laughs> oh my gosh, like my mom would work like two and three jobs to like be able to pay. Oh man, yeah, like for everything. Yeah, um, that gives me goosebumps. I know it just like brings chills, like tears man. to my eyes, just like thinking and like she would like go to all my games, like oh wow, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've met your mom's a great woman. Mm-hmm. She's always She's smiling. She's always, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like the last episode, we were just talking about how expensive it is to play soccer oh God, in this yeah. country mm-hmm. and how a lot of kids miss out on it and how we probably, you know, don't get to see a lot of Mbappes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get to miss out on a lot of, you know, Sodia, future Sodia Radas that, you know, just can't afford it. And their parents just don't have the means. Their parents might not even have the opportunity to even work two jobs, even though they mm-hmm. want to, to be able to afford these things. You know what I mean? And, and like, once again, I just feel super lucky because remember, like, my core group of family. Mm-hmm. So, like, my mom was, like, working during the day and then she would even go to school at night. But, mm-hmm. like, I lived with my cousins. So, like, my aunt and my uncles, like, they would take care of me. Mm-hmm. Like, my aunt would pick us up from school so my mom didn't have to worry about it. So, just, like, 
I was really lucky to have like such a good yeah. support system. Your you know? circumstances aligned, like yeah. the stars aligned yeah. for you. That's crazy. But it like behind like all of that was like a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. both from my mom, from like my aunt, like taking care of all of us, like just you know. I don't know. I can't like, it was just like that support system. And I mean, you talk about like how expensive it was. So, I mean, I would play like on decent level club teams, but like I never got to play on like that club team, you know, like even if I wanted to and, um, ODP, like that was another thing like that ODP at, at our age. I don't, I have no idea how it is now, but like, I know that at, at our age, it was like a really big deal to mm-hmm. like get you to play in college, to like mm-hmm. exposure, this and that. But I don't know how expensive it was just to even try out, mm-hmm. number one. And two, I didn't even like really know about it, yeah. you know? So it was like that <sighs> disconnect yeah. of like, our parents are immigrants, like they don't, they don't understand how the system is. Like, I didn't know what I had to do to like play somewhere you know same here same here (laughs) so So that's that's exactly what mm -hmm. i think too and i think like coming into our next generations are going to be the ones that really look out especially if they're Mm -hmm. into soccer because now we kind of have an idea of what it's like our parents like my parents had zero idea yeah you know they couldn't tell you the difference between msi rec and msi classic yeah because you don't know yeah i remember i had my like odp came knocking too and it was for us it was four 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 thousand dollars to try and out or for the season for the for the season okay. and um and I, I i was super excited about it. my parents were like phil we just simply can't afford Cause literally it. who like, can afford that you unless know what I mean? you're like i don't know right <laughs> like you know uh, i'm not gonna say it, but you know yeah. if you're living in bethesda yeah. you know higher higher middle class or it's you like know pocket th- change, yeah, right. you know yeah which is fine for them but mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate for like for us you know or not just even us like people like us like us or even worse worse than us you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and so like i got to miss out on that opportunity and who knows what that could have brought out Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think after that i also took a like a hiatus from soccer or like highly competitive soccer that's when i was also in the phase of like football's cool because it's like the american (laughs) thing and i just wanted to get girls (laughs) and be popular in school so i was like i'm just gonna play football then you know and it was kind of like despite my parents too because i'm like i really want to do this and they're like we can't afford it Mm-hmm. And I was like, we can find a way. And they're like, no. I was, I, mean, I was selling, I was selling my shoes, selling my video games, and I got to like two hundred bucks. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. I still need thirty eight hundred more. <laughs> it just wasn't, you know, feasible. So I was like, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna play football. And um, that was a huge pivotal point in my life because if I would have kept playing, you know, God knows where I would have been. And this is when I was still playing with guys like Daniel Ankra. You know, me and Daniel mm-hmm. were like still. I remember me and him were like competitors. Like I was like, I'm better than you. He was like, No, I'm better than mm-hmm. you. Da, da, da. And I, I remember our team beating his team in penalty shootouts to make it to region one mm. and um and so that was about the time too when odp came knocking in and i stopped playing soccer mm. and that like that to I me is my biggest stopped. regret in life. yeah Did you actually I, stopped yeah i didn't play soccer for um for two well competitively mm-hmm. i still played like pickup and i still played yeah. like i'll go like featuring people's games like mm-hmm. you know uh, like classic or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. ntsl like fifth fifth division but i stopped like training and playing with all my friends who were like gonna go and play mm-hmm, pro mm-hmm. you know what i mean i was like screw that and i think that was probably one of the worst decisions i made um in soccer but anyway it's not about me it's about you so <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but yeah it sucked and that i i really if there's one thing that i want to change is i want to make soccer affordable for more people you mm-hmm. know and because you never know where that one star is going to come from mm-hmm. you know? and most likely and if history repeats itself that one star usually comes from you know the less fortunate people because uh 
you know, I, this isn't a fact, but those people usually have a higher drive and a higher purpose that they want to serve. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is maybe because I want to be able to afford this for my family. And also, it's also soccer is, is like a getaway for me. Mm-hmm. It's what gets me away from the reality of having so less or having to do so much just to stay, you know, at the same, you know, rate as everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. So um, that's where I think that that drive comes it's from. It's like it doesn't come easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you appreciate it and you like nurture it more, you know. Right. Um, one of my cousins once told me that like, I don't know, some somebody like they had their kids playing tennis or whatever and like afterwards she went to like the instructor and it's like how can like i get like they're you know they're practicing like they're well off so they're like going to these nice clubs and like Mm. whatever they get like good training and blah 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 and she asked the the coach or the trainer whatever like how can my kids get better and she was like basically kind of like think of like serena williams right coming from compton and you know Mm. like it was like I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if for her, but like, I don't want to say anything wrong, but like the only way out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the instructor told the lady, she's like, go put your kid, like go live and like not be well off. And then you'll see that there's mm-hmm. like that drive, like mm-hmm. kids that like come, you know, and I mean, I've been blessed to have like everything I've ever needed, you know, nothing more, nothing less, you know. Um, but because like, I'd say because my journey hasn't been easy, like that's why I just continue to push because it's like I've come like so far mm-hmm. and it's like been really hard at times um, that you just like keep pushing. Whereas like maybe somebody who it might have come easier, nothing against them, you know, but maybe that's just not their passion because right. like maybe they're playing because their parents want them the parent, to play. Uh, that's a lot maybe of things that I see. You know, maybe they're playing because it's social, yeah. you know, because all their friends are doing. Maybe they're playing because uh they want to like play at a school that will pay for their education but in reality what they want to do is get educated and go off and do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. everyone's different but like uh I, I don't know like for me it's just that like this is like my love you know yeah. and so i've just like try to pour everything like all my energy into like doing something doing you something. know no that's yeah, no, that's so, true that's yeah. very true so let's so let's talk about okay so um I'm 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 gonna fast forward through high school mm-hmm. Which, you went to BCC BCC mm-hmm. okay so you got through high school um you get to college I'm this this is where I have the biggest question mark for mm-hmm. you is um why didn't you you played club in college mm-hmm. right why didn't you pursue playing actual for a college team so I'm kind of hard headed you know and <laughs> it's so weird like. For some reason, I don't even know why. Ever since I was little, like, I even have a poster that says, like, what do you want to do in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And there's two things on there. One of them was, I want to go to the University of Maryland. Okay. Second thing, I want to be a professional soccer player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know why, probably because my older cousins went to Maryland, because maybe when I was in fifth grade, sixth grade, I watched Maryland win national championship in basketball. Yeah. Um... I don't know why something in me like I always like Maryland was my dream school like I just wanted to go there and it's a really even good school huh it's a really good school it is so a really I good can school understand that. and I guess like all my cousins except for one the one rebel you know but <laughs> 
the one that went to Columbia to go to school. (laughs) But all of my cousins went to Maryland. So even when I was in high school, I used to like they used to be like, hey, like come like I'm having a party. So Mm -hmm. I was like in high school going to like college parties and like, hey, this is awesome. (laughs) And like I just got to see campus. It was beautiful. It was like, you know, we're like home is very uh, important so like I, I guess at that moment in my life it was really hard to like say oh, I want to go somewhere like I could never well I mean I could but like it was very it wasn't really a question for me to go to California to go to school like I just you know you want to be around your family and stuff so Maryland happened to be like 35 minutes away from my house you know mm-hmm. um, and so basically you know I'm, 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 I'm getting I'm like my senior year of high school and I'm not on like a club team so no one's really like looking at me like all I have is my high school team which was good like we always competed um we won states my freshman year Mm -hmm. like you know it was Mm -hmm. like a good so I mean at least I had something right um and I remember my coach like spoke with the Maryland coach and at one point he's like oh yeah like I'll give her a try or like maybe even let her walk on blah blah he would like kind of like say these things Mm -hmm. and then when like fall came (laughs) he just like Nothing. Like he just like stopped answering his phone. Like he just like stopped responding. Your high school coach or the Maryland coach? My high school coach uh, contacting the Maryland, Maryland coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. So he kind of just like faked and was like, I mean, he was a really nice guy. Yeah. And from what I heard, like throughout the years, he just had trouble saying no. Yeah. So instead of, I guess, up front being like, no, no. like I don't have space for her. I don't, you know, he just kind of like stopped responding. And so Eesh. I just, um, like he my coach told him he's like if she gets into maryland because this was like you know my fall of my um senior year he's like if she gets into maryland she's going there Mm. i got into maryland and then like he just (laughs) like i don't know so and yeah you're right like i mean at the level that i was i could have played at like a d1 somewhere else but like i was just so hard-headed that like all these other yeah i was just so hard-headed though like it's maryland it's maryland like i didn't see any other school i applied to like i think five schools and all and i was like i don't even know why i'm applying to the other schools (laughs) it was kind of just like in case like i didn't get in but like thank god i got in um but yeah i was like that's where i'm going um so i got in that's where i went and um and and, you know someone told me once um i I don't know who but someone said you want to go somewhere Mm -hmm. where if soccer wasn't like for some reason you got hurt like you know we get kicked off the team whatever you're still going to be happy right and I guess I kind of listened to that yeah I don't know who told me that's not bad advice at all that was like good advice even though it's weird because like for me soccer has always come first Mm -hmm. you know uh, even like over education, like everyone says, student athlete, but for me, it's athlete student. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I, I agree. So, so it's um, so it's weird that I actually even listen to that mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. you would think that I would, you know, mm-hmm. prefer playing soccer somewhere over going to Maryland, but I don't know. It was just my my head, my heart was set on it. Um, See, you're the second but, guest on this show in a row who, in hindsight, were like, God, I wish I took more time in thinking of where I want to go play or where I want to go to school and play soccer. One of my things as far as development in soccer in this country, which I hate the most, is that it's tied with school. Mm. Yeah, it is. So you That's end true. up making a decision for two vital things Very in life. Very different things, too. That probably should not be intertwined at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how do you base where you're going to go play soccer based on 
the educational requirements so how do you base your educational requirements based on where you want to play soccer Mm -hmm. that's so dumb football basketball whatever it may be you know so um so that that to me is one of my biggest like should not be happening you know i think it should be separate Mm -hmm. but you know whatever so let's let's uh let's get to where you're at now Mm -hmm. right because i think that's like the cool part um so college (laughs) so which i mean the rest of your life's pretty cool too but you know what i mean but not where you're at now i think it's dope you know what i mean it was it was a real real pleasure like i said earlier getting to coach you when you came to mc from maryland um again i think everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. so you not being able to play there and playing club and then realizing you know hey i could keep doing this i really want to play soccer coming to mc also at a point where i'm going through my whole thing of like man i should have made this decision and playing pro Mm -hmm. but now i'm here at mc coaching and i'm not sure how this is going to turn out you're coming into like man I should have been playing, you know, competitive instead of club. And now I'm here at MC and I'm not sure how this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. And then we meet and then you end up being captain for our team. We end up turning um, that 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 season around. We ended up turning that program around because mm-hmm. it was your year that, you know, MC was always a team that was good. But prior for like five years ago, six years ago, when they actually made it to nationals, they would always fall short you know semifinals of even regionals they're mm-hmm. losing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they're lucky if they get a 500 record um and then we came in that year you led the team as a captain we started off rocky which you know anything any change is always going to get worse before it gets better like yeah. the kuznets curve right so we started off rocky um ended up turning the season around ended up going for like a five game win, winning streak all of that stuff More. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah we, we just, started zero and four and we ended 10 5 and 1 10 5 and so. 1 started to just dominate yeah. mm-hmm. you know made it to one regionals you know semis crushed you know, uh, finals crushed and made it to district. We're one game away from going to nationals, which is like everybody was like, what? Yeah. How did this team do this with a coach that's like 25? <laughs> and, you know, a team of girls that, you know, probably thought soccer is over for me. I'm just go to MC just to have fun. Mm-hmm. And now we're competing versus the number one team in the country at the time, which mm-hmm. was Hartford. You know, no, um, Oxford. Ox- Oxford, Oxford, sorry, mm-hmm. Oxford. Uh, Our number two team, I think. Number two mm-hmm. was it number two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they were. Yeah. Piece, you know, we're competing for them to make it for a spot in nationals. We ended up losing in penalty, penalty. kicks. You know, and it was a game that we dominated. Everybody, blind did. blind people would tell us we dominated that yeah. game. You know what I mean? But I think that just set um that just set this kind of uh like the this, standard. The standard and not just mm-hmm. that got the ball rolling for you and I. Um, as far as my coaching and your playing. Yeah, and then now, sure. two, three years later, um, you know, MC now it's like we're not good unless we win regional. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We're not. Set, we yeah. just got moved to Division One. We went from Division Three team to a Division One team now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You're at the point in your life where like you know you just got done with a contract in Switzerland. You know what I mean. You you played. You, you were in Colombia playing pro. You know where your national team. You trained with your national team. You're a mm-hmm. national team pool player. And then now you know uh, congratulations again. You <laughs> know you just you. signed. A, a pretty dope contract and it's over in Cyprus mm-hmm. you know, you're traveling the world you're playing pro soccer mm-hmm. so now let's tie that in from where we first first started seeing your cousin with the two jerseys and saying <laughs> yo like I want to play travel soccer yeah. and now you're a high level you know professional soccer player what back then could you say led you to this um, what's one thing or two things that you would have changed you would have did differently 
what's one thing that you say, man, this is one thing that I don't want to change that has gotten me here. And going forward, if you had advice for anybody else that's kind of like in your shoes or even anybody else that wants to pursue these these goals and these dreams that you want, what could you give them? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lot of questions. It Let's is, see it is. <laughs> Okay, um, so you said like what kind of from there, like watching my cousins kind of brought me yeah. to where I am. Um, I don't know, honestly. It's just like the passion for some reason i just like love playing like Mm -hmm. that's it's just how it's been and um i guess like even like watching the world cup like in 99 when um the u.s won like dramatically in penalty kicks and Mm -hmm. things like that i think just like growing up seeing that stuff i just always i mean everyone says that you know they watch this and this and this and this but like there's just something in me that like i just i can't stop you Mm know um even I guess even like that thing I told you I wrote when I was in fifth grade like just knowing that like even at that age this is what I wanted to do um so I I don't know I I I think it's like just my fighter instinct maybe going through adversity um which everyone goes through adversity so like you can't really call it that but just like the fact that I just keep going you Mm -hmm. know Um, because even like in the college thing, not being able to play for Maryland, like even all this stuff, like a lot of doors closing and this and that, but I just think that there's always a way, like if you want, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, if like you said, one door closes, like you keep going and things like that. So I think, yeah, it's definitely been like my fighter, just like competitive, you know, how competitive I am. Yeah, trust me, I know. I know. Like competitive instinct that just doesn't like let it go um and you say like if there's anything i would change i just like i know it's like cliche or whatever to say that like i mean obviously like if i could have played maybe i'd be better than i am you know you know <laughs> better if, if like maybe more technical cup. if i had like better coaching um maybe i'd be like more because i'm a defender so maybe like if i had better coaching i'd be like better at like dribbling and like you know those kinds of things um things like that but um i honestly i don't i can't say i would change anything because if something changed i don't think i'd be here like Mm -hmm. if something changed if something made it easier maybe i wouldn't appreciate where i am now Mm -hmm. um and i really believe that that's like how i've gotten here just like hearing a lot of no's but like just waiting for like at least one yes yes somewhere um yeah i just i don't think that i'd like be that's, here you that's know the first i think the first person to answer i wouldn't change the thing because, because it's what got me here it is dude because like you know even the fact that i went to mc and like i just played at mc because i, I love soccer and i was like i didn't know what was gonna happen mm-hmm. I, I even met with the previous coach before you and like i was kind of like man like whatever but i didn't even care you know mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna play and then i remember when they told me he was leaving and uh, like we went in to meet you and Aya was a uh, the other coach um and i remember walking out of there being like so excited because you're talking about formations and playing out of the back and like total 90 football and this and that and i was like yeah like i don't even care what the level of anybody else is like i know that i can learn something from here and it turns out that like that that season changed me because we had to go back down to the basics mm-hmm. and in going down to the basics things that like yeah i mean i can pass and this and that but like I was super picky about like your technique and stuff. So going back down to the basics and like really like refining my style and like my touches and things like that, I think 
because your touches are what makes you a difference between like if you can do something you always say this like in four touches versus two touches or one that's what makes you that's the I difference know. Yeah. you know um so i think all of that like i just like i can't change it because it just i don't know it, yeah it, it was, <laughs> it was, no that's beautiful that's so, a beautiful thing but so um yeah. and so I now i missed any questions but <laughs> no nah, you you answered all of them oh, okay you oh, did yeah see you answered all of them <laughs> so um so with that being said i just want to say thank you for coming on the <laughs> show i think a lot of listeners would take a lot of insight from what you said and you know go away with a lot a lot to 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 work on and to also to keep going if they are doing these 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 things um one of the things that i can take from this conversation is uh passion is key Mm-hmm. And whatever you're doing in life, you have to have a passion for it. And mm-hmm. that passion will be what will get you through the adversity, like you're saying, whether it's money, whether it's location, blah, 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 blah. And that passion is also what will keep you going. Right. So that's that's one of the biggest things. And so um, if you could just have one quick takeaway for the listeners, mm-hmm. what is it? Well, I guess going off of what you said, like, I think I I showed you this quote once when we made brochures for the, it says like, never go a day, um, never go a day, like, if there's something that you love and you can't go a day without thinking about, don't give it up, you know? Mm -hmm. So just that, I mean, for me, it's soccer, like every morning I wake up, I'm excited to play, you know, whatever it is. So I think like, if there's something that people are passionate about, like just go for it mm-hmm. and and like you said cuz the passion will take you through everything and then like for me also like don't be afraid to like you know cuz for me like I'm kind of paving the way in mm-hmm. a way and um for me I do it because I also think about the girls that we coach and this and that and I'm like mm-hmm. if I can like I'm starting to meet a lot of people and I tell them this I'm like if I can make it easier for them like don't be afraid to like be the first one to take a step and like an untouched forest, mm-hmm. you know, because someone had to do it. Like all those roads that are paved, like someone, someone had, had to, to walk there first. That's so. very true. Damn. Be the first. That's a great takeaway. <laughs> That's a really good takeaway. Yeah. Sonia, thank you so much for coming on. Thank it's you. It's really been a pleasure. Um, good luck in your upcoming season at Cyprus. I'm like always looking forward to hearing great things from you like you do thank everywhere you, you go. Um, and to all the listeners, follow her, uh, SM Rada, on, yeah. on, on Instagram, Instagram. And just follow her soccer journey. Follow her at Cyprus. You know, we'll try, try to, to post, post stuff <laughs> for her. Yeah, she's not a big social media person because she's so focused on soccer. But um, I think she's definitely somebody I keep an eye on and just to keep following. So, again, thank you. And, um, thank you. you know, God bless. Thanks. You too. <laughs> cool. Hey, damn. 15 minutes behind. Yeah.